your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to another episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade. Excited to be back for another episode of today's show. And on today's show, we are breaking down the depth chart. We do have our official spring depth chart going into spring practice for the Iowa football team. We'll be talking about some of the bigger surprises on that depth chart, why that depth chart is not the end-all, be-all. And also, there's a few guys who are no longer on the team. We'll be talking about what that means for the Iowa Hawkeyes. But first, before we get into any of that, we're going to be talking about recruiting as well because there are two top recruits for the Iowa Hawkeyes who are seemingly heading in different directions. What does that mean for Iowa um, and why do they choose different directions? We'll be talking about that as well. Before we get into any of that, though, I want to thank you all for making the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Lockdown Hawkeyes. So let's get into it. Before we get into football talk, I quickly want to say congratulations to Keegan Murray and Caitlin Clark, both being named Final Four Naismith Player of the Year finalist. Uh, truly a phenomenal award um, for both of them to be up for that. Two Iowa people, two Iowa Hawkeyes. Gotta love seeing that. So let's get into the recruiting talk. Um, some big news. Caden Proctor, five-star offensive lineman out of Southeast Polk, did just recently receive a crystal ball to go to the Iowa Hawkeyes. Now there's a lot of there's a lot more left in this journey to getting Caden Proctor to be an Iowa Hawkeye. But you have to like where Iowa is currently at today. When you looked at where Caden Proctor was a year ago, I don't know if I felt very confident that we had any chance with him. He wanted to create his own legacy. He didn't want to be known as the next Tristan Wirfs. He was okay with leaving and getting out of the state. But here we are. We're on the we're on the path right now. Caden Proctor has a crystal ball for Iowa. Um but again, I want to caution everyone to say we don't have him yet, right? He hasn't officially committed to the Iowa Hawkeyes. At this time last year, X was probably going to go to Ohio State. He chose to hold off for whatever reason, and thankfully he did, and now he's an Iowa Hawkeye. But right now, Iowa looking good for Caden Proctor. Another guy they were looking good for was Mac Markway. They were looking very good to get the four-star tight end who recently decommitted from the University of Florida, a legacy recruit. His dad played for the Iowa Hawkeyes. It looked like he was definitely in the driver's seat. In fact, it looked like that driver had a very, very long, far lead over every other team. Unfortunately, after making several other visits, he has decided to make a decision in the next couple of days, and it seems like he is not going to be heading to the University of Iowa. Iowa missing out on another top tight end target. We have seen this happen plenty of times. So it happened last year with a couple targets out of Bellevue. Unfortunately, Iowa seemed to have a lead. They lost it. They're no longer going to the University of Iowa. Now with Mac Markway, we don't know this for sure. He is not officially committed anywhere, but Tyler Barnes did unfollow him. And that is a pretty safe clue to lead you to thinking he is no longer going to be recruited by the Iowa Hawkeyes. Now, a couple things here. First and foremost, if he is going to seemingly commit and decommit and commit and decommit quickly, is this a guy that the Iowa Hawkeyes want to target? Obviously, from a talent perspective, from a legacy recruit perspective, absolutely. But I'm not overly concerned about trying to find a guy who seemingly doesn't under, doesn't have a good 
perception of where he wants to go to continually change his mind like that. He, I know he's a young, he's a high schooler. It is what it is. Um, but we don't want to have a player at Iowa who doesn't want to be at Iowa. Secondly, why can't Iowa recruit top tight ends? I actually don't understand this at all. Iowa's offense is predicated on getting the tight end the ball. We've seen tight ends at Iowa have a significant amount of success at the next level. Even if you don't work out that well as an Iowa tight end, you will have a shot at the NFL. Sean Byer is on the practice squad. Nate Weeding, a walk-on, had opportunities in the NFL. If you give it your all and you learn from some of the best in the business, you will have a shot at the NFL if you are a tight end at the University of Iowa. So why can Iowa not recruit top tight ends? My guess is Iowa isn't going to be blowing smoke up their butt, right? They're not going to be flashy. They're not going to be telling them all these things they want to hear. Like me talking about the things they need to work on, the things they need to improve on. And Iowa does a lot of blocking as well at the tight end position. Sometimes it's just a positional fit, a scheme fit. Sometimes it's just a school fit. Now it has been kind of a trend as of late, but Iowa does great with the tight ends they are getting, right? And I feel very confident with Addison Ostranga and Kale Vanderbush that they will have that ability to make that next step for the Iowa Hawkeyes. The other guy to watch out for, Caden Fegan, a four-star running back out of Illinois, was high on Iowa. Iowa was high on him. He is likely going to Illinois. He is announcing today, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, he is announcing today, if you're listening to this Tuesday night on the YouTube channel, he's announcing tomorrow, more than likely heading to Illinois, which means Iowa needs to turn their attention to other directions. Now, I've seen several tweets already about the sky is falling. Holy crap, this class is going down the drain. Kyler Casper might be going to Oregon. Calm down. Relax. It is so early. Heck, I remember in August of this year, August of last year, I guess in 2021, people were absolutely freaking out about this recruiting class, the previous recruiting class. Look what happened. Iowa made ground and put together an incredibly impressive recruiting class. While it is frustrating to lose out to legacy recruits, while it is frustrating to lose out to the University of Illinois, Iowa has plenty of time. They've made a lot of ground on a lot of key players. And there's still a lot of time for this to be one of the best classes we have seen. Just calm down, everybody. Iowa is going to figure it out. I promise you that. Iowa always does. They will figure it out. Coming up, we did get a depth chart. We're going to be talking about that. And also the two Iowa Hawkeyes who are no longer a part of the team, a former starting offensive lineman, a very highly touted tight end, no longer part of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Officially, we'll be talking about that in the depth chart and what we learned from that depth chart. Before we get to that, though, it is that time of the year. A lot of brackets are already busted. I personally know that mine is busted completely. I just screwed the pooch on everything with that. My bracket is done. Thankfully, though, I have been hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'em Contest. Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'ems pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. You can take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage and start focusing on the players that you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. 
In addition to the Pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post their set of players. You take it on with your set of players. It's that easy. So if your bracket is busted or you want to head your bets elsewhere, sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions to apply. And it is that time of year where your news resolutions are tough to keep track of, right? It is tough to be eating healthy three months into the year. It is tough to be on that fitness track three months into the year. Thankfully, Built Bar doesn't make it that difficult. In fact, Built Bar makes it easier to stay on your health plans this time of the year. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. If you haven't tried one, why the heck not? I personally love Built Bars. In fact, I got a box right here. I absolutely love these Shamrocks. They are so good. A limited time flavor. They have so many good limited time flavors, plus a plethora of OG flavors, fruity, sweet, salty, you name it. They've got it at BuiltBar.com. And all these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. So it's easy to stick on your nutrition goals because these are delicious and good for you. Most of these Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, plus 17 grams of protein. It is the perfect snack during a midday snack or after a nice workout or when you're just craving something delicious. So go to Built.com, that's B-U-I-L-T.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And again, thank you all for making the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. And you can find us wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes. So spring football is beginning. We have a depth chart. That is awesome. But the first thing I want to say is do not, do not freak out about this depth chart. The first thing I'm seeing is, oh my gosh, there isn't actually a quarterback battle. Spencer Petrus is the starter. Yes, of course he's going to start out as the starter. He ended this season as the starter. They haven't really done a lot since then. I see people wondering about why isn't X on the depth chart. First off, he hasn't actually played it all yet. Give the guy some time. That is what spring ball is all about. Spring ball is an opportunity to grow, develop, and separate yourself going into fall camp or summer camp. Two noticeable departures from this team, though, before we get into the depth chart, Elijah Yelverton and Cody Ince. Now, I've talked ad nauseum about Cody Ince because these rumors have been out for quite some time that he was no longer going to be on the football team. A lot of injury issues, no longer a part of the team. But Elijah Elverton was news to me. I did not see that rumor at all until literally today as I'm talking about it. Elijah is a guest of the show. We've actually had him on twice before. Love talking to Elijah. Great kid. Came out of high school with a ton of offers. Looked like he could be the next great tight end for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And I figured he would eventually take over that third string tight end role. When Sam graduated, he'd be the number two. When Luke was gone, he could be the number one. I thought that was the progression that he was going to take. Unfortunately, Elijah couldn't get healthy. A lot of injuries throughout his time, and we don't know the full details or the extent of why he ultimately has decided to leave or if he is deciding to transfer to another program. But nevertheless, we wish Elijah and Cody the best. That does hurt Iowa's depth across the board at those two positions, offensive line and tight end. So let's get into the offense, though. Offense, starting with quarterback, obviously Spencer Petrus is listed as the starter, but I want you to notice one thing. Spencer, Alex, and Joey are all on the depth chart. Iowa doesn't put three guys in the depth chart very often. It means they truly do have an open competition. 
even if it says Spencer at the top, you have to believe they absolutely have an open competition at this point. And with Brian Ferentz getting more time in the quarterback room as the quarterback's coach, I think we're going to see quite a different look from the quarterback position coming into this year. Or at least I certainly hope so, because I cannot stand to see the quarterback play we've seen the last couple of years. Now, I would agree that Spencer probably has a lead, but that lead has shrunk compared to last year. Alex Padilla has taken significant steps, and a lot of people out there have not been impressed with Alex Padilla. I have been. I thought he did several good things. I thought he gives Iowa some versatility at that quarterback position to be able to get out and move in the pocket. I also really liked a couple of the throws he made. Now, he got a little nervous. He didn't play very well in several of his games, but it is important to note that Alex Padilla is very much in this competition. I see a lot of people saying it's Spencer versus Joey. No, it's Spencer versus Alex versus Joey. The three of them are all competing against each other, and all three bring different things to the table. But it's important as Iowa fans that we not just sit there and say, we want Joey just because he's the unknown. We have played this game before. We played it with Nate Stanley. In fact, there are people that were calling for Nate Stanley's job to go to Spencer Petras. Those same people are probably saying, man, if we had Nate Stanley, we would have won a Big Ten championship. In fact, we probably would have. Nate Stanley was an incredibly underrated quarterback. Moving down the roster or the depth chart at kicker, I thought this was really interesting. Currently, Aaron Bloom and Lucas Amaya. I want to call out that Drew Stevens, again, a lot of these true freshmen that are joining the team early are not going to be on the depth chart. There is just no way. They haven't done anything to get to that point. But watch out for Drew Stevens as well to get potentially that starting role um, over Aaron and Lucas. It'll be a fun competition to watch at that kicker spot. At wide receiver, we see former walk-on Jackson Ritter making an appearance right behind Keegan Johnson. We also see Arlen Bruce listed as the fifth wide receiver on the depth chart. Now, I don't want to look too much into the wide receiver position. Arlen Bruce is going to get his snaps. What I would like to see Iowa, just from a, a visual sake, is put three wide receiver spots on their depth chart. There is a slot receiver in that Iowa offense. We do play three wide receivers quite a bit. Put it on your roster. Put it on your depth chart. Just let us see it. Where do these guys actually stand? What will be interesting to see is who gets the most snaps out of Nico. Charlie and Arland. Charlie returned for a reason. My guess is he didn't get as much, he didn't get as good of a prognosis from the NFL, but also he probably still needs, he does need to work on his receiver tape as well. He hasn't had a lot of opportunities there. Nico has had a lot of issues with drops. I've been really impressed with Arland. I believe they're going to rotate those four guys in quite a bit. We're going to see pretty consistent snap levels between Nico, Charlie, and Arland. But again, I wish Iowa had three wide receiver spots on the depth chart. David Davikoff, a highly touted offensive lineman out of last year's class, was listed as the backup left tackle. And we see Jack Plum and Nick DeYoung listed as the right tackles. Now, anyone who's listened to any of my shows knows I have not been a big fan of Nick or Jack at that right tackle spot. But I think it's important to note that Iowa is going to have an opportunity to – I just – sorry, I lost my complete train of thought there. Iowa, whoever is the best five offensive linemen are going to be playing. And what I mean by that is, if David Davikoff has a phenomenal performance at left tackle, there's a chance Iowa looks at him at that right tackle spot. Now, it is important to note, this is not Madden. We cannot just switch left to right, right to left. But some guys have the ability to do so a little bit more seamlessly than others. And I'm hoping David Davikoff can step up, perform well, and give us something at that right tackle spot that we haven't seen for a couple of years. Jack and Nick did not get it done last year. Either they need to make significant growth, 
or I would like to see David Davikoff take over that spot. Maybe we see Connor Colby take over that spot. So that position is not settled, but it is nice to see David Davikoff in the starting lineup or in the in the depth chart on the two deeps. The very interesting offensive line spot was center. Now, a lot of talk has been about Michael Mislinski. Michael Mislinski was brought in to be a center. However, last year during bull prep, we saw Tyler Ellsbury, former four-star tackle, getting snaps at center. Meanwhile, Matt Fagan has been the backup center to Tyler Linderbaum. And finally, Logan Jones has made the move from defensive line, prompting comparisons to, you guessed it, Tyler Linderbaum. All three of those guys are on the depth chart, starting with Tyler Ellsbury, going to Matt, then going to Logan Jones. There is no hint of Michael Mislinski on there. It's pretty telling to not see Michael Mislinski on there. But that is going to be one of the most interesting position battles we're going to see this entire offseason. Who is going to be Manning center for the Iowa Hawkeyes after the departure of Tyler Linderbaum? At this point, given where Tyler Ellsbury has had some opportunity to work there already, my money's on Tyler Ellsbury, followed by Logan Jones, and then Matt, and then Michael Mislinski. But do not count Logan Jones out. If Iowa sees something in him like they saw in Tyler Linderbaum, they're going to be willing to deal with some of the growing pains of him making that transition for the long-term success of that position. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about the defense because there are some interesting things there as well, especially on the defensive backside. Um, we also see a new starter at that right end position. So coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But first, this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, so save some time and save some money when using Rock Auto. I personally went to Rock Auto. I got two engineer filters shipped directly to my door. It took me five minutes to search the entire catalog, find exactly what I needed, and it saved me $50. Why wouldn't you go to rockauto.com with those kind of time and money savings? I did, and it was awesome. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, y'all, we've talked a little bit about the offense. We've talked about the guys who are no longer on the roster, Elijah Elverton, Cody Inns. We've also talked about recruiting. Now it is time to turn our attention to the defense. And there's not a significant amount of changes, not a significant amount of, oh my gosh, what is going on here? But I do want to call out a couple positions, starting with that right end spot. Former Quarter, walk-on quarterback turned walk-on linebacker turned walk-on defensive end is now the starting defensive end for the Iowa Hawkeyes on these two deeps. Joe Evans is currently listed as a starting right end, taking over for Zach Van Valkenburg. He has received starter-level snaps before, but does he have enough size to hold up in the rushing attack? That remains to be seen. He is significantly undersized for that right end spot. You would like to see him be about 25 pounds heavier, maybe 30 pounds. But that being said, Iowa does a very good job of rotating their defensive linemen in, situationally based, and also getting their guys in the right spots. We see Joe Evans' line oftentimes significantly outside the tackle spot, so we can get a little bit more speed around the corners. So that'll be interesting to see who ultimately gets the most snaps at that right end spot. But Joe Evans currently listed as the starter. 
Now, the other piece is Iowa is not placing a t- replacing a ton of defensive linemen, but they do need to generate more pressure. They need to do a better job of generating pressure because last year they absolutely stunk. That's why you saw Iowa do so many more linebacker blitzes. A lot of blitzes to try to get pressure on the quarterback. And thankfully, our defensive backfield, our secondary, did a phenomenal job of holding and coverage most of the season, allowing our team to at least get off the field because they couldn't find an open passing lane. Linebackers, there are no changes there. We expected that. Jack Campbell, Seth Benson, Justin Jacobs. The one thing I want to note is that Jack and Seth are probably gone next year. Jack is definitely gone. Seth is probably gone. And Jay Higgins is currently listed as the number two linebacker behind Jack Campbell. I'm excited to see what Jay Higgins can do. He was a tackling machine in high school, just waiting for his time. There's some several other guys on that linebacker group that are not on the two deeps yet, but I expect them to potentially make some big jumps this year. And we'll talk about that as that comes up. At the defensive back spot, of course, we see Jack Kerner leaving. Quinn Schulte was expected to be the starter at this point. We also see former walk-on Jackson Rexroth as well as the backup at that free safety spot. Again, no true freshmen are expected to be on the two deeps at this point. But watch out for Xavier. He is a guy that could take that free safety spot. He's also a guy who could potentially fit into that cash position. I know Iowa was talking to him about that previously. Definitely not an area where he's they talked about him lately with him at, but be on the lookout for Xavier to at least get some playing time. As of right now, though, it's Quinn Schulte and Jackson Rexroth. We saw Quinn Schulte in some playing time last year. I thought he did pretty well and admirable in his limited snaps. Um, we haven't seen a lot of Jackson Rexroth. Cash is another position that Iowa has a big need at. Dane Belton has left for the NFL. We have gone from Monty Hooker to Dane Belton, and it has been phenomenal to see that. Who is next? I think X could be a spot there. Sebastian Castro is currently listed as the backup there as well. He's currently the backup strong safety. Another thing I want people to know is the reason why we came up with this cash position is because offenses in the Big Ten were moving to a spread attack. Iowa's base 4-3 could not handle that and was getting burnt significantly. Justin Jacobs is a pretty solid coverage linebacker. He has the ability to be solid in coverage given the right zone scheme. He didn't grade out amazingly well, according to PFF, but I liked what I saw from Justin Jacobs in coverage. So I could see him getting a bit more time, even in that coverage linebacker role. But I think Sebastian Castro is currently the leading defensive back to be that dime backer role when Iowa does have to go to a more traditional dime set. Again, expect X to have a spot there potentially, or at that free safety spot. You just can't leave that kind of talent off the football field, and Iowa does not get a lot of five-star guys. Maybe not early on in the season, but later on in the season, I expect X to get some, some time there. Also watch out for Cooper DeGene. Cooper DeGene currently listed as the number two corner on the roster, um, or on the two deep seasons, the second corner behind Jamari Harris. Cooper DeGene is a guy who also could get some time at that free safety spot and could get some time at that cash position. As so Parker has said, the goal is to get the best guys on the field. The best guys on the field. I want to repeat that. It does not matter exactly specifically what position at all times. They want to get the best guys on the field for defensive backs. They want to get the best five defensive backs on the field. So there's a lot of changes that could happen in that defensive backfield. The final thing I'll say again, if you didn't hear it the first time, this depth chart does not mean a lot. There is so much that can change between now and the first game. There's so much growth and development that takes place 
over the next couple of months and in the summer camp and going into fall. So do not read too much into this. There's a lot more to come from this depth chart and from this Iowa football team. Obviously, as we get news and notes out of camp, we'll make sure to break that down. I do have a big announcement. If you are still listening to the show today, I appreciate it. I do want to start off by saying I am going to be leaving the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast. I'm going to be leaving at the end of the month. And the only reason why I'm leaving is because I don't have the time anymore. I absolutely have loved, enjoyed, and cherished the opportunity to grow this and be a part of this and be a part of your daily listens on podcasts. But with a new baby on the way, with a full-time job as the director of ops at Children's Hospital, currently in grad school, I want to spend as much time as I can with my baby boy. We do have a transition plan in place. We're working on that right now. You will not be left showless, though. There is a couple great things that are going to be popping up, and I'll make sure to communicate that to you all when we I can finally tell you that. But the show will go on. It is not going to end at the end of March. We're just going to be transitioning to some pretty awesome hosts. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and I'll obviously give you some more details and, and talk more about it, but I wanted to at least get that out there to let you all know um, the, the, I have about seven shows left, I think, of the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast. It's not goodbye. Just see you later. Um, so with that, I do want to thank you all for making the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. And now you can make your second listen to Locked on NFL Draft podcast, hosted by Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL draft to life every single day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. And it's free and available wherever you get your podcast at. That does do it for our show today. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a fantastic Wednesday. And as always, Hawkeye Nation, let's go Hawks.